Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Laura. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. Welcome back to the Transcendence Podcast. Today we are diving into the Colby A Index. As many of you know, we have been in a self-awareness series where we talked about the power of self-awareness, what it can do for your life. We talked about some tools that we recommend and we spent a few weeks talking about the Enneagram, diving into each type, learning about motives, learning about what drives each personality type. We talked last week about the strength finders and the power of strength finders and honing in on your talents and your strengths. And this week, the last tool is the Colby A Index. So we're really excited. We also encourage you, if you're just um, tuning in, to go back to those last few episodes. Go back and learn about Strength Finders. Go back and learn about the Enneagram because they're really powerful when they're put to good use. So Nate, why don't you tell us about the Colby A Index? So yeah, the Colby A Index comes from Kathy Colby. Uh, That's who it's named after. And it's an assessment that helps uncover a part of the brain that or the part of the mind that is not researched very often. So her and a group of philosophers, they all agree that there's three parts to the mind. Um, This goes all the way back to even the days of like Plato and philosophers. Then they've always had an agreement that there's three parts to the human mind. And that breaks down into the cognitive. This is the way you think. This is your intelligence. This can be grown through, you know, learning and repetition. And this is how you determine how smart somebody is. Now, the second one is the effective part of your mind. The effective part of your mind is the one that determines your emotion, oftentimes determines personality, oftentimes determines, you know, your way that you utilize emotions to cope, to grow and to communicate with others. These two are greatly studied. There's tons of assessments. There's tons of tests. There's tons of things that break these down. There's tons of research on these two types because these are the two types that are easiest to research. Now, what Colby A index does, the Colby A index reveals the third part of the mind. It's the cognitive, not the cognitive, the cognitive. The cognitive contains your instincts. This contains your natural method of operation. This is how you best problem solve and work towards solutions. This is how you best actively work out those ideas. Because if we all use problem solving skills and use solution-based tactics, in our comfort zone and the way that we do it best. Just like we talked about with strength finders last last week, it's not about finding it's not about fixing your weaknesses, it's right. about finding your strengths and maximizing them. So it's the same thing with the Colby index. It's finding how you best problem solve and then surrounding yourself with a team that helps counteract the things that you don't do well. Right. The Colby A index, the way it actually breaks down the results, it organizes it into four categories. So you have your fact finding, you have your follow through, you have your quick start and you have your implementer. So what it does, it takes these four categories. So it grades you from a scale of one to 10 in each of these categories. Now, depending on what the grade comes back, determines whether you prevent that from happening, whether you respond well to that happening or whether you initiate that happening. And what you're going to find, you're probably going to find one category that you initiate in and usually one or two that you respond in and then one that you prevent in. And we're going to go in depth and, you know, actually explain what all these things mean. But basically with your fact finder, your follow through, your quick start, your implementer, they will be across the top. And then there'll be these columns coming down that actually give you that score. 
Now, like I said, if you score a one through three, you're prevent. That's your prevent section. It's how you won't act or how you'll prevent problems from happening in that area. Now, if you score a four through six, this is the respond category. This is how you are willing to act and respond to opportunities. If you score a seven through 10 in one of the categories, this is your initiate. This is how you will act and initiate solutions. I don't even think it's possible that you can initiate in more than one category. Like I said, you'll probably have one or two that you respond in and probably one that you initiate in and probably one that you prevent. So let's break this down. What does it mean in each category? So with four major categories and three behaviors, you're actually going to get four out of the 12 results that most associate with you. So with the fact finder, if you score a one through three, you're in the prevent category. You prevent analyzing and you get bogged down in details. The best thing for you to do and the thing that you usually do best to prevent this from happening is you simplify. You rather simplify all the details and find facts at their simplest form. If it gets too involved, you're going to get lost and you're going to push it to the side. Now, if you're the respond, you score a four through six on the fact finder. The respond section, people tend to weigh out the pros and cons. They like to add specifics to general ideas. So they take the simplest form and the most complex form. They like to weigh out the two and make it very easy to communicate. They try to refine things. They like to see both sides and can refine them down to where it's a general understanding. The people that are preventative and the people that initiate both understand the people who respond. In the initiate, it's when you score 7 out of 10, you need all the details, you need all the strategies, and you need all the research. You are there to justify your reasoning for what you're about to do. You are a true fact finder and you have to have everything in line before acting on anything. Now with the follow through section, the prevent one through three, these are the people that rebel against structure. They don't like being put in a box. They don't like following the rules. They create their own rules. They are the best though at adapting. Because they don't follow the rules, they know different things are gonna happen to them. So they're going to adapt well to certain situations. The respond, the four through six, they adjust their existing plans based on the unexpected. They are the rearranger. So the difference is the adapt people are just waiting for something to happen where the rearranger, when something does happen, they can adjust as needed. The adapt people are actively looking for differences to happen to them. Now they initiate the seven through 10. They need very structured systems. They need a design and they need a strong sense of order. That's if you're a true follow through person. We all know it's easiest to follow through when you have the process from start to finish. And they need that in every aspect of life. They're the people that actually read the directions when they're putting together <laughs> IKEA furniture. Next is the quick start. So the quick start, if you score as prevent one through three, they're the ones that like to control the chaos. They don't like to enter a crisis mode. And oftentimes when people do quick start, they enter chaos because there usually isn't systems and stuff put in place. So the people that prevent the chaos or prevent the quick start are also then the people who stabilize the environment. They like everything to be kosher. They don't want anything out of order and they don't want any chaos to arise. Now the respond group, the four through six, they mediate between vision and given. They find alternatives and they set deadlines. Oftentimes a lot of quick start people miss the deadline part because it's just now and now and now. There's no... 
it doesn't matter when it gets finished because I'm going to work on it right now. Where the people that prevent quick start often push out deadlines way too far and things don't ever get started or worked on actively. So the respond again mediates between the two. The, these are the people that can revise a plan. They can take the people that want to do it yesterday and they can take the people who want to do it next year. They can revise that plan and come to a happy median. Now the initiative quick starts pretty simple. You want it now, you want it right now, and you need a sense of urgency, and you want everybody around you to have that same sense of urgency. These are the people that are best when they improvise. They oftentimes work off the cuff. They oftentimes don't have plans. They just get started and figure it out as they go. So next you have the implementer. Now the people that prevent implementers, or those people who score one through three, actually function without physical evidence. They focus more in their imagination. So they have a huge imagination. They like to elaborate on their imagination and often get caught up in just the vision of imagination, which oftentimes can paralyze your action. So people in the implementer category that are in the respond section, they score out of four through six. They like to use tools for tangible and intangible purposes. These are the people that renovate. These are the people that find out how to use their imagination, but also know how to use practical items. Now with that, the initiate, the people who score seven out of 10 are the opposite of the imagination. They're the construct. They are only practical. They need tangible solutions and they need quality tools at all times. And when they have those, they can create something great. So now you may have taken this test and I do highly encourage you to take this test. I know it does cost a little bit more than taking the other tests, but when you're investing in yourself, you know, that's priceless information, honestly. And and if if you're the owner of a company or the leader of a team, try to get your company to invest into their employees and take this test too because it helps you best structure the teams. If you take this test and you realize that you're not an initiator in any category, first thing is that does happen, you know, so don't feel like you did the test wrong. Actually, each category, all four of them only have about 20%, you know, give or take a few percent that people fall into that initiator, which means there's still 20% because four times 20 is only 80. There's still 20% of people that don't fall into the initiator category for any of the four like types. What that means, it can mean one of two things. First, it can mean you're in transition. What Colby A index refers to when they're saying in transition, it's where you actually may have answered questions that contradict each other. So it could have been that you answered a question of what you want to be and not what you are. And with these tests, the, the best thing to do is to use your honest opinion and maybe even get honest feedback from people around you of what you truly are and how you truly think that's the only way it's going to be accurate to find out if you were in transition or not retake the test if you still find out that you have none in any of the initiation sections all four types the furthest you go down is respond and maybe all four of them are respond you are then what they call a facilitator facilitator means that you are the best at communicating between preventers and initiators you're the people that help mediate as the group goes along. Every strong group, every core group should really try to find one facilitator. The strongest group of five people would be one, get one in the initiator category of each section and find one strong facilitator because the facilitator is the one that can communicate through all of them. They're the ones that I would appoint the lead because they know how to take the pros and cons of each person and the, the prevents and the initiates and put them all together to create a strong, strong team. So that's honestly the best way to use the Colby A index. You know, we talked about the Enneagram, which focuses on your core motivation. It's why you do things. It's your heart behind doing things. We talked about the strength finders, which is your talents and what you're naturally good at. If we do what we're naturally good at, we're going to do even better and we're going to succeed even further than trying to focus on what we're not good at. And now the Colby A index, this is your mode of operation. 
This is how you best react. This is how you best act on a situation. So with that, like I said, if you're using it for your own personal growth and your own personal understanding, put yourself in situations that allow you to initiate more than prevent. If you scored like a one through three on fact finding, find someone that's an initiator in fact finding and maybe find someone that's respond to help you communicate between the two. Like I said, the strongest teams are going to be teams that have one of each category plus a facilitator. It's a group of five. And if you've can structure a team like that, you will be astonished on how productive, efficient, and effective that group can be. So next week, we're actually going to wrap up our section of self-awareness, and we're going to do that through emotional intelligence, how we listen to our emotions, what they mean, and what are the core behind the emotion, and how to best react to them. I say it all the time. It's not about controlling or repressing your emotions. It's about listening to your emotions and acting on them properly. Keep in mind, this is your body's only way to communicate to itself. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new, that you feel challenged and leave inspired. If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.